Sing it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Friday. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank God it's Friday. Oh man, you guys, what a crazy week of news. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, yesterday, the phones were, that was, that was on fire, you guys. And as you can hear in my voice, uh, I still have this cold. Uh, so I, the conversations yesterday were great. Uh, you fired each other up, uh, including getting a, uh, a, a couple of people calling up and getting angry at other callers. And we had a voicemail from a listener who, uh, was disappointed in, and one of our callers who was saying something about the pensions, I remember the call, I believe it was the one where someone said, uh, before you go after Social Security, maybe we should go after pensions. And I tried explaining that we have been mismanaging pensions in the state of Illinois since the 1930s. Uh, and in the 1980s, the way we ramped it up and didn't uh, pay the, you know, we weren't paying into it, kept kicking the can down the, the field. But apparently uh, it was it was uh, misconstrued or uh Sometimes we hear things, uh, we, we are very passionate about something, and it, it lands on our ears in a way that uh, fires us up or gets us angry in a negative way. So uh, I will strive to get someone on to talk about our pensions and how important it is to hold up our end of the bargain for promises we have made to people who work in the public sector as public servants, uh, whether it's in fir- as first responders, as teachers, as government workers, uh, in all the areas that we need support from uh, the people who do the hard work every day day and uh, don't go off and make big money somewhere else. So that's that. I just want to address that because whew, my man was not happy. And, uh, and you know, I, I, hey, it's it's okay to, to, you know, be passionate about something that's important to you, especially if it's your livelihood. And of course, we're pro-union here. Uh, a lot of stuff yesterday, name calling. And uh, I, I have a favor to ask you guys. Let's do it again because I am exhausted. I um, I was feeling better yesterday. Uh, I came in and I was able to, you know, have fun with you guys and, and uh, really have, uh, I thought was a great conversation and maybe not for everyone, but... Um, I, I have been sick all week. This is the worst cold I have had in years. I do not have COVID. I've tested uh, every every forty eight hours. I test, and I have, I've had this since <clears throat> since Sunday. Um, and I've taken. I'm on a lot of. I'm on all the over the counter meds, uh, and I pro- I'm at the point where I'm wondering if I need to go for uh, um, antibiotics or something. But and I'm not like overdosing on the you know the Sudafeds and the Nyquils and the Mucinex. I have all the antihistamines and all the uh, acetaminophens and whatever it is that makes my body not ache as much so we can have this conversation and I every day I'm like oh maybe I should get someone to fill in for me but then it's a lot of pressure for someone to come in and you know who doesn't do this for two hours a day and try to figure out who to book um, I, I don't know if you know this about me but I could talk forever but today. I could really use your help, uh, especially in the last half hour. In the last half hour, I want to lighten things up a little bit. I would love to find out what you're enjoying, uh, whether it's movies or TV shows or books or music uh, events. I heard Eduardo call into Jones show and talk about, uh, you know, hopefully people will be doing some uh, visits to museums and, and uh, honoring Martin Luther King uh, Day this coming weekend. Uh, so um, I also there's some really uh, goofy stories that 
I'll talk about that if, if nobody calls, but I'm going to count on you. Or call and tell me something good. What's making you happy? So I'm asking for that in the uh, last half hour, especially. Um, or, or if nobody calls in the first hour because you're so angry about yesterday, that's fine, too, because there's a lot. I wrote it all down today just so I can keep my thoughts uh, together because there is a lot going on. And I, I first of all, I'm grateful to our sponsors, of course, for making these conversations possible. Uh, we want to thank our... Did I mess up the camera? Or are we okay? Because I was mucking around with the lights. One of the lights doesn't work. Does is it look all right? Is the camera okay? Do I need to do anything? We're all right? Move the camera. M- me move over? We'll fix it later. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> I can't laugh, lady. <laughs> okay. So I... Um, I want to thank our sponsors, Monaco Brewing. Uh, go to uh, go to the Patty Vasquez show page. Uh, right there, pinned to the top of the page, you'll see all the locations where you can grab some progressive brew in the Chicagoland area. Follow Monaco Brewing because Kirk always uh, keeps it entertaining on his page. Uh, Oh, Renato's, Renato was for 6 o'clock, but that's okay. We can do Renato now. That's all right. We'll do Renato. If Renato's ready to go, let's do Renato. Hi, Renato. Hold on a second. <laughs> How are you? I'm sorry. Surprises make me cough, too. Hey, Renato. How's it going? I'm doing well. I thought we were on for 6 o'clock as well, but happy to talk to you now. Uh, that's okay. Because, look, there's a lot... A lot of uh, legal stuff going on. That's yes, for sure. Well, yes, please. I need I need conversation. All right. So um, there's a there. Okay. There's the, I just saw this tweet from Lauren Bobert who they 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 kind of paint these issues as though with imaginary arguments, right? That now the that the leftists are saying that now now the documents are overclassified. No one is saying that. Have you seen anyone say that documents are overclassified? That we should that, that, that Democrats are complaining. Well, maybe those shouldn't be overclassified have you heard that at all no i haven't um i think you know i think uh, the right wing is having a field day because you know this is the sort of issue that's easy to confuse and easy to mischaracterize and that's exactly what they're doing and it is a serious issue because these are classified documents uh you know it is startling that you know these are are documents that left is it called the skiff i was listening to jill weinbanks in the last uh, hour so these are are documents Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily not only supposed to leave the skiff but they certainly shouldn't end up in someone's summer home or their garage parked behind their corvette right 100 percent that is really bizarre yes it's very strange uh but while the the law so it's it's mishandling of classified documents Right. And, and, and from what I understand, similar to the way in which Hillary Clinton used her, her email account. Would that be similar? That's exactly the way I would interpret it. In fact, I think, you know, there's comparisons being drawn between this and the Trump case. But really, I think that's the better uh, comparison, because in the Hillary Clinton case, like this case, you have, I would say, an inadvertent mishandling of classified information. Very different from thumbing your nose at the Justice Department, uh, refusing to comply with a grand jury subpoena, having the DOJ raid, you know, having the FBI raid your home to get the documents because you refuse to give them back. This is much more like the Hillary Clinton case, and so we know what's going to happen, which is there's going to be an investigation. They're going to determine that the legal standard is way too high. You would never prosecute somebody for inadvertent mishandling, and this is likely going to generate more charges. But how inadvertent is it if you leave a room that you're not supposed to leave the documents with? That's, that seems pertinent. Yeah, I have to say this is incredibly sloppy. Yes. And <laughs> it's really inexcusable. So I, I, I do think that, that the President Biden deserves significant criticism for this. And I also think that 
there are genuine questions being asked about the transparency here because it took quite a bit of time for this to become public. And I mean, there's going to be arguments. I know his team's going to say that they were respecting the DOJ and the ongoing investigation, but even when they made disclosures, they were very narrowly tailored to whatever was being reported as opposed to being fulsome and, you know, wide ranging. So I think there's legitimate uh, questions to be asked there, but, you know, Purely from a legal perspective, um, I think that, that you know there's not a high risk of criminal prosecution here, but it's, it's embarrassing. It really is. And then the you know the issue is again the contrast. It, it, okay, th- here's one thing that I read that I really wanted to ask you about, which is the uh, decision to uh, appoint a special prosecutor, right? A special investigator. Is it a special prosecutor or investigator or counsel? Counsel. Counsel. Uh, I guess we kind of think of it uh, as an investigation. Um, But doing that then prevents the House, now controlled by Republicans, from subpoenaing people and investigating themselves. Is that because now nothing can be discussed outside of what the special counsel is working on? Does that make sense? Well, what I would say is, what I think is, regardless of whether there's a special counsel or not, the Justice Department is going to take the position that if there's an ongoing criminal investigation, that they can't disclose those matters with the House. But, you know, I think it's fair to say that there would be criticism from the Republicans if a special counsel was not appointed. And I think one thing that Merrick Garland did by appointing a special counsel was sort of undercut that argument and just, um, you know, uh, basically cut, you know, there's, you know, it's like playing Monopoly and you, you know, don't pass go, you go directly to jail. You know, here in, in this case, you're going, you know, you're passing all the arguments and back and forth and just going directly to the end point where you appoint a special counsel. I think that's easier, just, you know, cutting out that criticism. Well, but then the criticism from our side then is, wow, Merrick Garland sure acted fast when it was Trump, but with Donald Trump, he dragged his heels to, to appoint a special counsel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's fair. I think another fair point to make is that, you know, when Republicans are under investigation, we appoint Republicans so that it doesn't look like, you know, it's partisan. And then when a Democrat's in trouble, we appoint a Republican prosecutor. <laughs> uh, so um, I do think it's fair to say that, um, you, know, uh, they're, they're, you know, Democrats are more concerned about Republicans than being that in being perceived to be fair. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that's I think that's undeniable. And, um, you know, I I would argue that, you know, in many ways, that's a good thing. In other words, Merrick Garland making sure that this is investigated properly, I think is a good thing. Um, On the converse, in terms of, you know, how long you took regarding Trump, you know, (laughs) I I think, um, you know, there are serious questions to be raised there. Although, ironically, by bending over backwards to appear fair regarding Trump, I do think that uh, he uh, ironically made the case against Trump much stronger than the did. So, yes. And, and so to that, right, the, the offense, the initial offense is the same, is having – and the volume is different as well. I mean, we don't know yet. I mean – is there a possibility that they will start will start seeing raids? Although we wouldn't would we have known about the raid at Mar-a-Lago if Trump hadn't made a big deal about it? I mean, I guess people would have maybe leaked it, but I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, unless there was a leak, we wouldn't have known. I, I will say this, though. I do think the offenses here are different. 
In Trump's case, the, the offense is the willful retent, the offense is the willful retention of classified information because they are national defense information because they are, you know, he, they, they were, the government was trying desperately to get this stuff back and he kept, you know, you know, thumbing his nose at them, keeping it, you know, despite requests and letters and grand jury subpoenas and even a personal visit from the DOJ, he kept it. Whereas here, you know, Biden found the stuff uh, and it's, or Biden's team found this stuff and immediately returned it. So I think, you know, Trump's got much more serious legal problems. Um, and regarding a, a search warrant, there won't be a search warrant here because there's no probable cause for a search warrant. Because what happened in this case is Biden's team found classified information and then they immediately provided it. In the case of Trump, the reason there was probable cause is that the um, Justice Department knew that there were documents in Mar-a-Lago. They had some cooperator or secret source or whatever. And, um, you know, that's how they were able um, to uh, get a search warrant because he was not willfully returning the information. Okay, we're talking to Renato Mariotti, former federal prosecutor and co-host of the podcast. And, and vi- it's a video. It's a YouTube show, right? It's a more also a video. It's not just a, a, a audio bo- podcast. Yeah, yes. it's both. It's complicated with Asha Ragapa, right? Correct. It's 100%. a hundred percent. It's a it's a great. I mean, that, that's the thing. You want two legal minds to come at it uh, and, and break down these stories. Uh, and Renato, uh, you know, this is again with uh, it doesn't it feels like again I, when you and I've talked about this since what? I don't know how long I've been having these conversations with you since what? 17, 2017, 2018. Yeah, like, 2017. It, it's just it never seems like it, I mean, you've told me that the the wheels of justice, you know, grind slowly. And, and because he was president, it obviously made it very complicated but i still feel like it doesn't it's just it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what he does and i get that today there was a wasn't there a ruling um as far as like some of the tax evasion and not paying any income tax today it's what, what, like 1.8 million i mean it's, it's significant but it doesn't seem it's none of it's enough Renato, that's what I'm no, saying. No, I, I think that's fair i mean i do think that the there is an expectation that folks have regarding how this is going to turn out, where they expect it to be like an episode of Law and Order, where, you know, in 47 minutes, there's a case gets investigated and charged and uh, tried. Whereas, you know, in real life, these things drag on for years and they're complicated and messy and so on and so forth. That's real life. Um, but I, I think in the case of Trump, there's genuine concerns and frustration people have, particularly given that they've seen, you know, a lot of really questionable activity and they haven't seen much in the way of uh, accountability. Although this is what I would say there. The Trump organization is convicted of a felony. There's obviously a very significant case that Letitia James has. I think that's going to generate fruit. I expect an indictment in Fulton County uh, to be coming in the next few months. And, you know, Certainly in Mar-a-Lago, if his if his name wasn't Donald Trump, he'd be indicted. I can't predict what Jackson's going to do, but you know it sure looks like that's a very indictable case. So I think there's there's things happening here for the first time in a while. It's just uh, it is it's complete madness. Uh, I, I can't even. By the way, I just got a text to remind me that when the FBI uh, was searching Mar-a-Lago, it was not a raid; it was an announced search, and we're just using the language of the GOP. True, it's, it was an execution of a search warrant. That's how I would put it. That's how legal you describe it. 
Yeah. And, and, and they, you know, you get the and I know you have worked both sides, both pro, as a prosecutor and as a defense attorney. Uh, you know, I, I think I heard someone say in the it, maybe it was you. Oh, I was watching you. You said you would you would advise him not to say anything. Right. Shut up, basically, because he, he was the one that said it was in his garage. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really understand why the president is saying, you know, well, you know, it was a locked garage. And, you know, that means it's secure. I mean, that's. Not uh, not what I would say if I was him. I think he needs to just uh, remain silent, let his attorneys do the talking, and handle this this matter. Very uh, very uh, uh, bizarre bizarre statement by the president. As far as the uh, the obstruction in this case with the classified documents, I mean, have you okay? You know what I really want to know? Do we know yeah. of a former presidents and vice presidents who have left the White House with documents? Is this? I, I can't remember this ever being an issue. And it, I mean, I would imagine it's possible there are documents out there that we'll never know about because Biden self-reported and Trump w- overdid it. Yeah, I don't really. I can't think of another case. I mean, the most analogous case I can think of is Alberto Gonzalez, uh, the former attorney general, had a case after he left. Uh, there was a, a matter after he left the administration, but I can't remember anything regarding the former president. Uh, certainly not regarding, you know, President Obama or Clinton or either of the Bushes. So, yeah, no, look, this doesn't have to be this way. It's definitely um, it's definitely a concern. And, um, you know, I, I don't I'm not somebody who is going to just, you know, make a partisan uh, statement here that, hey, you know, everything that President Biden does is correct. I just I think. Um, it is blameworthy. Yes, he has uh, highly classified, top secret SCI documents in a think tank office and in uh, and in a garage. I just think that that's inexcusable, and we should demand better from our uh, from our president. And so I think you know it's not something where you could just say, "Oh, it's secure in my garage." That's a problem. Now, is it uh, something that you would charge? Is it just Martin charge? No. Um, but that shouldn't be our standard. I don't think, you know, committing a felony um, is the, uh, you know, is the uh, standard that we should hold our president to. So I think that's blameworthy. But now, does that mean he's in the same category as Trump, who's, you know, defying uh, the Justice Department and thumbing his nose at a grand jury subpoena? Absolutely. Well, but the problem there is it doesn't matter, right? The facts of this, the, you know, what fundamentally went on here doesn't matter. It's what they can say. It's the, it's the spin. It's the barrage of, uh, the, and the constant screeching about, you know, Biden, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander kind of thing when it's completely different. The facts don't matter as with everything else. Uh, and I know that you're, you're trying to say nonpartisan about talking about the legal aspect of this. Um, but this is an unforced error in so many ways. Ways, and including when you mentioned in your tweet about uh, the fact that Biden's team didn't even search for the documents until yesterday, or this have been two days ago now, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's just staggeringly stupid, is what it feels like. Well, it's definitely some, some real missteps here by the president and his team. What I will say um, is I do think, now I'm going to take a, a contrarian view here on one thing. I, I do have a column coming out of Politico tomorrow where I'm going to talk tomorrow morning and talk about this. Is I do think from a legal perspective, these, these cases are not only different, but I don't think, I think they will be different to Jack Smith. In other words, Jack Smith is investigating President Trump. I don't think he should be taking this into account. I think Jack Smith should do whatever the facts and the law 
Yeah. Um, you know, a dictator in his case. That's, by the way, when I was a prosecutor, that's what I did. I, I, I wasn't like, well, you know, there's some guy in another floor in another office who is charging a different bank robbery or a different child molestation case. So I'm going to I'm going to pull my punches on this guy. Um, it really doesn't make any sense to me. So I really don't think that that um, that Jack Smith should be pulling any punches here. And um, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I can't read his mind, but that, you know, that's certainly how it should be. And I guess it remains to be seen what the impact is going to be here. One of the other things that came up, you know, I, I'm trying to catch as much information as there's just so much happening this week, Renato. It's it, I, I'm drowning in news. But uh, but the other thing that I heard was that if if Trump had not uh, what was the evidentiary? I, I don't remember what the, the term for that was uh, basically putting it into evidence. It, w- it was no need to do that while they were still requesting the documents. Does that make sense? I can't remember what the term is. <laughs> Well, one thing that Trump did, I mean, I will say throughout this entire process is, you know, the is that, you know, during, you know, there was this raid, but in the midst of it, of course, he had these legal challenges. He was definitely putting out his position, on, you know, forcing uh, an adjudication of a bunch of issues that he didn't have to. Right. Um, which is ultimately got him nowhere. Just, you know, maybe a, a month or two of delay. Very foolish and and, you know, I, I, I would say in retrospect, but I think it was foolish at the time as well. So he, he's definitely made a lot of missteps here. Um, you know, the, the re, you know, you mentioned that Biden's team made missteps. I do call those out because I want to be, like you said, I'm trying to call balls and strikes here. Um, but I don't think you can compare the two legal teams. I just think we have higher standards. We hold President Biden higher standards because he's not, you know, he's not, he has not, he's not as incompetent or He's not crazy or doing any of the, the uh, twisted things that we were going to expect from, from uh, Trump. Do you happen to be familiar? My husband was mentioning this as I was walking out of the house today that uh, that former presidents still continue to get uh, updates, like like clearance updates and and international security updates. Are you familiar with that at all? And and, and I don't know if that's I, I am I am familiar that that's the case. Um, my understanding from news reports is that former President Trump is not getting those. Um, briefing. Really? Um, and that they have, yes, that's my understanding is that he's not um, doing that. Um, and, but I, you know, that's just from me reading the same news reports that uh, everyone, oh, I didn't. Uh, everyone else. Do we know if that's by choice or because they don't want to trust him with it? Yeah, I think it's because um, the administration's made a decision that uh, he should not be getting those briefings. Uh, I mean, he, he may not be chasing them down for them either. Right. He didn't, my understanding is he didn't he, you know, based on what I've read, is that he didn't get the professional, excuse me, the presidential daily briefing every day. Anyway, he didn't want it. Right. Yeah, that's that was my understanding. It's just such a crap show, and you know, I almost said something else, but I think I'm okay there. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It's just a mess, and mostly, it, it's the timing of it. It's the optics of it. Is is why we are having these kinds of conversations, uh, and and again, the blaring uh, screeching from uh, Republicans about you know who all of a sudden care about classified documents because before this, it was you know Trump just imagined that they were declassified. Right. That was that was their stance before, right? Yep, I think that's right, and I apologize for my dog. He's also very concerned about Trump's activity. So, um, so I'm sorry, you have to reorient yeah. me, because uh, no, no, no. he's, uh, he's got my attention here. Oh, what the, Remind everybody what your pooch's name is. I forget now. I'm sorry. 
Hi, Henry. Henry, we've seen on uh, on uh, Room Raider. You're still knocking it out of the park. We do like your 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 decor. Uh, your wife is get is I'm sure very pleased with the ratings that she continues to get, outdoing you in some ways. We're doing well, but yes, that is 100 percent due to my wife, not due to me. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, we have to take a break in a minute. Do you, can you uh, hang out for a little bit? I know I got you early, but I don't want. I also don't want to monopolize your time and take advantage. Can you stick around? Uh, I, I could because you could, got me early. I fortunately ha- I have to run. Okay, um, but no I, uh, But I, I hope this has been a good discussion. Absolutely. Uh, then one one question from a listener. That only, this, is, this should be an easy one. Sure. Uh, can you please ask Renato if he will run for public office again? I voted for him in two thousand seventeen. Oh, that's really kind. Uh, I have no plans right now, but uh, we'll see what the future holds. It's got to be the right thing. I'm not. Uh, I'm not interested in just any job, but I, I enjoyed running for attorney general. Uh, and frankly, that that would have definitely been a good good fit for me. Uh, I'm definitely more of a lawyer uh, than somebody who just. Uh, you know, we'll take any political job. Isn't that funny? People want me to run again, too, and I'm the same way. The job I ran for was the one that I wanted. I'm not running for the sake of it. Uh, we've been talking to Renato Mariotti. You can follow him on Twitter at Renato Mariotti and also check out his podcast. It's complicated with Asha Rangapa. Thank you so much, Renato. Have a great weekend. And this way you're free. You don't have any, you don't have any obligations at 6 o'clock. You're all done. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Out Chicago. Here we are beginning our 10th. 10th year. It's yeah. amazing. So thank oh, you yeah, out yeah. there for listening. Well, thank you, listeners. I've gotten so many lovely comments and comments about uh, people that uh, have been listening to our show from the beginning, which warms my heart. It warms so, my heart, too. Thank you, listeners. Thank my, you for, uh, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. It's true. My cockles are warmed. Yes, they are. My cockles are warmed. <laughs> yes. Catch Out Chicago every Sunday, 11 to 1 on WCPT 820. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. We uh, did one long segment with Renato, so I'm going to go ahead and take another break here. You're listening to WCPT Driving at Home. Oh, you can go ahead, Lady B. They won't. They'll be fine if the door opens. Thank you, Lady B. Oh, it's nice and cool in here. I don't know if I have a fever or if it was hot. <laughs> so, thank you so much. Let's take another break here. Uh, 773-763-9278. That's 773-763-9278. is a number two call or text us and join the conversation. I knew it was going to be quiet because it's Friday. Everybody's just hanging out, maybe having a beer, watching a movie or something, or out having a good time, um, give me a call. Hang out with me. But I've got topics. I, uh, I wrote stuff out. Uh, I just, I was so exhausted that I, I couldn't think of who to book on the show. And and I had not. it all works out. So I've got a couple of texts I want to get to when we come back. I want to thank our sponsors for the text screen. Thank you to our friends from Camp Kubugani for sponsoring that. And uh, it's a child's summer of empowerment, challenge, and fun. Go to multiculturalcamp.com to learn more back in a moment wake up to the freshest progressive conversation with santita jackson you have to do some thinking and i think that's the inflection point that we are in right now just really figuring out exactly who we are santita jackson live and local from 6 to 8 a.m on chicago's progressive talk wcpt 820 Remember when you get to work to hop over to WCPT820.com or the TuneIn Radio app and stream The Stephanie Miller Show weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. This is WCPT820, where facts matter. 
Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. That's right. Uh, Lady B is uh, answering your calls. Uh, there are a lot of texts coming in and our fa- our friends on Facebook having a conversation about these documents as well. You can watch our live stream and join a great community of folks that hang out there every day. Thank you guys so much for uh, for joining us on Facebook live stream. Uh, hi, everybody. I think it, it's not a new hat. I just haven't worn it in a long time. Uh, I was walking out and I just I wanted something different. And uh, I know it's hard to believe, but I have probably about... Uh, 80 to 100 baseball hats that I've been collecting since I was about eight years old. Um, and uh, apparently my skull has not, my head has not grown that much since I was eight, so I still have some of those. Um, so yeah, I have a, a lot, a lot of hats, and people send them to me too. Um, so I enjoy uh, just switching it up once in a while. I, I do have some, I go through like a phase where I'll wear the same hat. Uh, and not that that was really something you were wondering about, but there it is. And uh, this t-shirt, I love this t-shirt too, Happiness Rocks. There used to be a really interesting story, actually. This does have to do with a uh, progressive talk. Uh, there used to be a great store uh, on Northwest Highway in Norwood Park. I, I really, really liked it. Uh, and she had just sort of these just cute uh, clothes and uh, wonderful hand, like jewelry that were made by artists uh, all over the country, but a lot from the Chicagoland area. A lot of fun home decor stuff, really unique uh, toys for kids. And during the Trump campaign, though, I was in there, and I used to go in there and I, I would, you know, I'd buy cr- all the Christmas presents there. And I really like picking up some unique items for myself, including the shirt. And uh, one day she just went on this whole tirade about Hillary Clinton and her emails and how much she was a liar and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, so I never went back. I just I was just really uncomfortable because I thought, you know, I get it. Like this. I've said this before. This is a commentary show. So if you're listening and you're like, well, you say things that I don't like. But that's what people come here for is the progressive commentary. And I'm not always going to get it right. My son will tell you that I don't always get it right. Uh, I, he would probably say I don't even come close. But that's neither here nor there. He's a lot smarter than I am. But I, uh, I do my best. Uh, I come from a strong liberal background. My mom has been a Democrat her entire life. Uh, I've been a union member since 1991. Uh, I'm pro-choice. I, uh, I, I there's a long list of things. Uh, I do believe in, in you know doing everything we can to improve our environment. You know this whole argument about gas stoves. I, I don't even know where this. I, I had never. Even for a moment, if you said in the middle of this week, we would have Republicans saying, you're going to have to take my gas stove from my dead hand. I mean, what is it? I mean, I get it it was a study. Uh, There are recommendations about what gas stoves might be doing both to the environment and to health to people indoors. Uh, Someone I saw texted earlier said, well, just open a couple windows. Relax, folks. I mean, these are recommend. Look, we've done a lot of things throughout the course of 
this country's history that we later went, you know what? We have new information. Let's adjust. I've said this over and over and over again. That's what I believe a big part of being a progressive means is that you take in new information and, and you grow your opinion from there and make decisions based on information as it comes in. People used to think that it was okay to smoke while you were pregnant and in hospital rooms and in airplanes and in the, I mean, come on, right? Women used to have cocktails while they were pregnant. There were all kinds of things that we thought were okay. And we go, oh, you know what? We have new information. And the people that wanted, that they, they were like fighting against that, wanted people to continue to be addicted and die or have babies with, with uh, deformities. They fought against that. The same way, like, but the stove thing is just, I I don't, it's so crazy. No one's coming to take your stoves, okay? Relax, chill, cool your, oh, I can't say that word. Anyway, so, I don't know why I'm all worked up. Jim, oh, Jim, are you calling to talk about my childhood movie theater? How you doing, Jim? Yeah, hi, Jerry. Your, your cold sounds like it's breaking up, though. It's not going to be better by Monday. I hope so. Martin Luther King Day. I was just going to say, I don't, the fine arts, where are the fine arts? It's a Louis Sullivan building at Michigan Avenue. Uh-huh. The movie theater. I always went there, I went there for 20 years every Saturday or Sunday. But it was always a foreign film, and I enjoyed the French films the most, probably. And uh, they were just just much more uh, interesting than American. American films got this grandiose about it, where the European films are, you could tell it's a European film. Anyway, and I was going to say uh, real quick, Janet Yellen put a, cr- a shot across the bow to me. She said this, you know, the debt ceiling. Yeah. So the Republican debt, those loans in the House are like, no way, we're not going to raise it. And she knows that. You know, big curtains were finally coming out of this thing. You know, the economy looks like it's shaping up. So that would be a big blow. Right. And uh, what other crazy thing are they thinking of? Because uh, they'll spin it. Anyway, Jim, they'll spin it to, to still blame it on Biden. Because people, I don't know how much, look, we get into the weeds with this stuff, watching the 15 votes on the floor of the House, uh, the infighting and the insanity. And George Santos, who, by the way, a few years ago, introduced himself at some event where there was a, a trans speaker who was a Republican. And he introduced himself with some other name. Uh, and, and like these videos that keep coming out of this mat, like not everybody is following that stuff, but they know who the president is. And if things go badly, for, what, for better or worse, people are like, it's the president's fault or his responsibility or because he did something. You know what I mean? Like they're no, exactly. Oh, exactly. You can't, well, like, it's, it, well, they're all, put, you know, you might as well say it's 2024, you know, because everybody, that's all they're, they're waiting with bated Yep, yes. I just want, I was listening to Tom Hartman's show, and one woman was that she was in Europe, and she took Ubers throughout Europe, and she ended up in Copenhagen. But all the Uber drivers had electric cars. Uh-huh. They all realized that they were getting off gas, and they were cheaper cars. And then somebody called and said, why did they get like a Model T, a $10,000 electric car? And uh, I think that's in the works. And the other thing real quick is the French president was trying to raise the Social Security from 60 to 64. So the French went nuts. They're going to go, you know, you're the French. They're not going to take that. You know, bricks through the windows at the Bastille. They're like, no, we're not going to take that. The unions are going to go on strike because they, you know, they're used to health care. They're used to their pensions. and They're used to... Uh, you know, standard of living that's higher than ours. That's all. And uh, when the woman was in Copenhagen, she asked to drive the drive. You know, I was in America for three days. She's like, I can't believe the disparity in income. You know, you've got real rich people and poor people all yeah. over the place. He goes, 
we we uh, we won't tolerate that here. But anyway, Copen- uh, have you been, Jim? Have you been to Copenhagen? No, I never have. Oh, no. Jim, I had the luckiest thing. I was doing stand-up comedy at Zany's downtown on Wells, and it happened to be Blues Fest weekend. And this guy from Copenhagen was opening a comedy club at an old train station. They were converting a train station into a comedy club. And he asked me if I would consider coming to Copenhagen and opening the comedy club for them. They wanted to bring a Chicago comic because we are known for comedy around the world. And I got to spend three days. My husband and I spent three days there. And it was the middle of winter, so it was pretty good. It was pretty cold but it was the first place i had seen at least since college where i but the whole town has dedicated bike lanes protected like it's their own their own little highways throughout the entire city it's a it's a really well uh, constructed and, and really this the whole plan of the city is amazing it's a beautiful city with like a and they have an amusement park right downtown the tivoli it's absolutely gorgeous it's one of my favorite places on the planet i highly if you if, Jim, if you can if you can take a trip. No, I, yeah, I used to chew it when I was working. I used to be scold you know, like, <laughs> when I was working to sure. get a little buzz, to get a buzz. But uh, I, I've never been there. No, I've never been there. Anyway, Patty, you're selling, you're getting better, and you have a great show, and thanks so much for taking my call. Thanks. Thank hey, hey, Jim, one more question. Jim, are you still there? Oh, Jim hung up. I was going to ask Jim about something. We'll, I'll get to it later. i got to write it down. Pickwick Theater. If anyone knows what's happening at the Pickwick Theater, we'll talk about that too. But Mary's on the line. Let's get to the docu- back to the documents. Hey, Mary in Elk Grove, what's on your mind, my friend? Hey, friend. Um, first of all, I told Lady B, and this has been on my mind since you've come on and, and, and I'm listening to you. I think we grew up in alternate universes. Okay. Or, or, or parallel. Parallel. Uh-huh. I got you. I was tracking. Uh-huh. Um. Did you go to the Axel? Absolutely. And Norwich over by the cookie place where you could smell those cookies when you're Amore over. Maurice Lavelle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what was it? Was it Saturday or Sunday, Patty? Saturdays mostly. And I, I, had, I had boys roller skates. They were black with yellow lightning, uh, lightning bolts on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hand-me-downs. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and, I, and I could master that centipede game. That was my big game. I couldn't play any of the um, other ones. I was happy if I was standing up. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I never yeah. could skate backwards, ever. Oh, never, never. never. No. I, I can't walk backwards, Patty. Never mind skate backwards. The worst but, was the, yeah. the worst was couple skate. I never. I think only once in my entire life did I do couple skate as a child, and oh, someone see, and was, someone and someone no. made their brother go with me. <laughs> no, because I always went with my sister and my brother. So oh, no, no. There, yeah. Oh no, I love my brother and sister. Do you remember? So, do you remember how weird it was when you would take your skates off and try to walk and like the and then you had. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that like it was. It was like coming off of those moving sidewalks. You're like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So much we fun. Grew up, you grew up in my neighborhood. I grew up in your. We were playing in the same playground. What's up? You played soft. Which you played soft, softball at Chabona. My sister played softball at Chabona. Yeah. Um, a year apart. I think you guys are like a year apart. I, I'm. A, um, I graduated from high school in '89. I did in '88, and she did. Ninety one. So yeah, two years. We might have played. I played on the. I only played on the all star team. No, 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 I played on the girls team. We were. You know, what my team's name was. Uh, we were called the Ballbusters because we named our own team. No, and she was called the Bombers, and they were terrible. But she didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh she no. Loved it. We had fun. We played the boys in an all star game at uh, at Phillins, and that was a blast. That was like the that was the big thing. I, I also played little league baseball at Norwood Park. Uh, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where I grew up. Was in Norwood. But yeah, Shabona's yeah. a great park, that indoor pool, and it's a massive park. I love that place. 
Yeah, the the, the big field house and everything. Yeah. yeah, I was in a play there. Yeah, oh. years. And, yeah, yeah. So we were a lot of times when you're telling stories about your neighbor. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then it, it clicked. I'm like, she's at Axel. She was definitely Absolutely. at Axel. Did you ever go to the? I know it was a little bit farther for you, but did you ever go to the Pickwick Theater? Oh yeah, and my um, brother-in-law now owns uh, a barber shop uh, just around the corner from Pickwick. Really? And, uh, yeah, just on, you know, you go around the corner on the other side. What I don't know what that street is called. Um, it, I think it's next to a bakery now. Okay. Yeah, and he's it's been there for forever. Uh, he had a real hard time. They, ha- they had a real hard time during the pandemic. Oh, I believe um, it. Oh, yeah. No, people weren't getting the haircut. There was no remote haircuts, you know. He didn't know what to do with himself. It, it drove my sister crazy. I'm a, she's like, he's up in my wheelhouse. I'm like, he can't go to his wheelhouse, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, no, and I went to, um, we went to a a play in grammar school at the Pickwick Theater. Oh, how cool. First, yeah, it was the first play I had ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you, I... Know, you know, they're closing. I mean, they're they're switching. They, they don't know if it will be, remain a movie theater for at least the next couple months, but their last, I believe the last show was this week, as far as the big... What? It, oh, you didn't know this? Oh, yeah, the owner... No. The owner is uh, is selling. They don't know yet who's going to take over, um, but it is... Uh, they don't know if it's going to be a live venue, if it's going to be mixed entertainment. The building will remain the same. I hope that they keep the integrity of the inside. Remember that, like, that, that oh, this old style going downstairs to the restrooms and that restaurant? carpeting and the seats have been replaced they're all like the the regular modern uh movie theater like kind of the big rockers but the ceiling still has that art deco uh paintings uh, and all the all all the beautiful decorations throughout the theater are still there so i hope that they maintain that and they still have you that you know what yeah i'm gonna have to reach out and talk to some people because a lot of my family live over in that area mm-hmm. um edison park and and yeah. whatnot and park ridge and find out what are they doing with i mean I haven't heard anything like this. Yeah, oh, that's terrible, Patty. I'm sorry. I, I keep meaning to mention it, and there, it sounded as though they were going to change their minds because they, they announced this la- at the end of last year. But I just heard recently that the, it, this is the last week if they haven't already closed. I think they were saying January 8th, and it's the 13th, so I think it might have closed earlier this week, like Sunday. Um, I, time doesn't mean anything to me this week, but uh, yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. So yeah. it's new owners. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry to bring that news to you. No, 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 no. I'm just, you know, I was, I just been a little tickled all this time, thinking like we grew up in parallel, sure, I, universes. Like I'm like, yep, I've done, yeah, I've been there. Uh-huh. I was, I was a cashier at the uh, Edison Park uh, Happy Foods uh, for for about six months. I wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still there. Aren't no, they? Yeah. no, that closed. That's right. Yes, that yeah, closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one because in the one in Edgebrook is still open, but not the one in uh, Edison Park. Edison Park, because that's where my cousin, who's a caterer, used to come bring the bread and sell her bread at oh, there. And yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, he, he used to be able to pick up um, the Irish, um, the Irish sausage and and breakfast the bangers, and for, yeah, bangers and mash. Yes, yep. uh-huh. yes, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Oh well, but it was a it was a it was a small family owned establishment so you know god love them i hope they're retired and they're 
they're they're happy. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Patty. Of course. Thanks for <laughs> memory lane. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for that. Yeah. And thanks for like crushing all these childhood. Oh, no, uh, I'm sorry. The <laughs> memories. The memories are all still there. Believe me. I wish yeah. someone was griping about how people take selfies and it's you know they wish that selfies had never the camera you know that that ability was never available. But you know I there's so many things that I wish I had pictures of me and my friends. You know the first time I realized that a really good friend of mine died in 2010. Uh, if you ever listened to the other station I used to work at, uh, Christine Bloomer was the wine diva and she passed away. Just one of those humans that you feel sorry that other people didn't get to meet her. She was so magnificent. And uh, I have no pictures of us together. So if, oh. if you go to my, like, I, I have like just hundreds of selfies because I want to, I want to capture those. I mean, I, I remember her, right? And I, yeah. I, I remember moments with her. I remember that she loved uh, key, this key lime martini that was so sweet. Uh, and so I have those like tactile memories and I go to places, uh, the daily in Lincoln Square where we hung out uh, and, and she came to see my show. She was, she was just wonderful, but I don't have any photo of us, photos of us together at all. And, uh, and I'm my sorry. mother was like that. My mother was like, no, 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 don't take a picture of me. I, my hair's not done. My hair's <laughs> not done. And then when she passed and we were going through the pictures, there were so many because there were so many times, the times that she spent, the best time she spent with my children. She was not done up, and her hair was not perfect. So her, you would see the babies or the little boys with her hands on them, but she would, she never wanted to be in the picture. Yeah. And then I made the conscious decision, like, yes. no matter what I look like, yep. I, you know, a mess or whatnot. I want to, you know, make sure my kids have that. Those memories. Yeah. Of yeah, me and them. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. have that many pictures of me and my dad. Like hardly at all. My favorite pictures of me and my dad at uh, you know the park by Montrose Beach, and he's holding me in his arms. I was about three years old, and you can see my little socks and my shorts and my tank top, and that's one of my favorite. And it's blurry because it's from the early nineteen seventies. And we yeah. have a cu- couple of other photos, but we don't have that many pictures of, of me and my dad. And I, I take a lot of selfies. Me, and my mom, she indulges me, uh, and I, <laughs> and, you know, and I do that. My friends, they get annoyed. They're like, oh, here we go, with Patty selfies, and I can't tell them i'm like i want this for when you're dead you know you can't say yeah, that to i want this for just in case just in case yeah. what patty don't worry about it yeah yeah uh-huh. sure sure yeah sure yeah too funny oh oh well uh, all right well i'm sorry i didn't mean to crush your memories of uh you didn't. there's other you there's didn't, other great dear. let's see what else is i gotta now i gotta think of places that are still around that uh have hung i mean because the that's why the pickwick i think is such a big blow because it's such a landmark and it's been there before we were born and so it's it's a tough it was one an anchor yes it's an anchor to 100%. that corner and um the business the small businesses around it yeah and i'm which is one of the reasons why i'm kind of shocked that my I didn't hear this from my sister or my brother-in-law that it was uh, closing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if or it's switching. much of a draw. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like the Marshall Fields of, of Park Ridge. You know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of a big, iconic place. Yes, it really is. Do you remember the um, e- Ebert and, uh, what's his name? E- e- Siskel, Siskel, Siskel and Ebert. Remember Siskel their, and Ebert. Their opening sequence was the Pickwick Theater, that Art Deco. That was, yeah. that was in their opening sequence. Yeah. I think the Art Deco, I think it should be saved and repurposed yeah. for something similar just because of the architectural value of it. I think, it, yes, I know it's easy to just bulldoze these places down, 
but um, it really comes down to they don't make them like this anymore. I think they, they have never to. Will I think that they they uh, this, this, the town of Park Ridge or the I don't know the town of city uh, the municipality of Park Ridge. I think that the, it, they have to maintain it. I don't think that they they just have to. They can either make it a theater again, a movie theater, or a live performance space, entertainment venue. Those are some of the things that I've been hearing about. Okay, good. Good, yeah. good, good, good. But it's a shame that Pickwick is. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. you know, if someone was really smart and turned it into a, like a live entertainment um, type thing, call it the Pickwick. Yeah, right? You know, Who's got yeah, the money? Who's quick people? Call it the Pickwick 2.0 or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please keep the name. I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do any, you know, marketing would be so easy. Exactly. Boom. People yeah. show up. People will show up. Um, and then I don't know. Keep this, you know, and maybe occasionally do like a retro movie. Yes, I would. I would love that. I don't know. I don't know how how much uh, longevity that would have. You know, I also used to. Do you remember that there used to be a Pizza Hut behind the the Park Ridge, the Pickwick Theater, in that Summit Mall? I was a I was a waitress there in 1987. <laughs> I've been okay. everywhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember Sally's? Yeah, of course I remember Sally's. Waffle House that's on Harlem met, Avenue? That's where I worked. That's really? where I met my husband. Get yeah. out of uh-huh. here. Oh, we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've crossed paths 100%. That was we, have, oh. we have been at that. We have been, I'm telling you right now, we have been skating in that Axel yes. thing. And, but, you know, there's 100 kids. And Where'd you go you to know. high school? Mother Garen. Okay. I didn't have that many friends that went to Mother Garrett. I think I was just because all my friends went to Res. I live closer to Res, and I, I uh, my cousins went to Res. Yeah, oh, there you go. They measured me for the skirt, and I was like, "Nope, I'm going to Lane." <laughs> I can't do yeah, this. and then I have now I have um, uh, my cousin's children who um, well actually they're out of they're out of high school now. Um, we call those the youngins, and now the youngins are having babies. But yeah. yeah, they went to Lane. Some of them went to Lane, yeah. Still a great school. By the way, we just got a text. According to the news this morning, Pickwick is sold to a new owner, and it's staying. So I don't know if that means it's staying as a movie theater, but uh, it has been sold. I just haven't heard the announcement as to who has bought it. But I'd be open to, if you would promote more business, I would be open to, like, some sort of live music venue, you know, for local acts or up-and-coming acts. That would be, you know, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would go over well with Park Ridge, but... Um, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The news as of yesterday was that it's going to stay open through April, but uh, they just don't haven't said what the the new owners are planning to do with it. So it's, it'll stay open. Uh, they hope to, uh, the duo hope to announce the new leadership of their final screening. Uh, oh, so last night, oh, gosh darn it, we missed Gone with the Wind at the Pickwick Theater. Not that I want to spend oh. four hours at the Pickwick, but still, <laughs> I mean. That's a long that movie. I spent four hours at any theater. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you know, I saw All the Right Stuff there, which is, I believe, about over a three hour. It had an intermission. That's how long that movie was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was the one with them going to the moon, was it? Uh, well, yes. Part, well, around the moon. It was the, uh, uh, the, our first time in space. So Neil Armstrong okay. and, and uh, uh, Alan Shepard and all those guys, the first, uh, the first astronauts. That's right. You're good with movies. I, I don't know. I, I don't know music, but I know my movies. Don't know music for nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks so much. This is a great stroll down memory lane. I don't know if everyone's like, all right, where's our Southside callers? 
yeah. Well, we didn't grow up on the South Side. It, can't tell you. I don't, I'll have my I husband call in for that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Take so, care, Patty. Take care. Thanks, Hope Mary. You feel better. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks. Uh, we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, I've got a bunch of topics. If you guys want to join us, seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about? Uh, I got a whole, I got a whole list of things. You want to talk about the mayor, uh, the mayor's race? Uh, you know the the uh, I love the front page of the Sun Times today. Oh, you know what? I'm late for break. So what do you want to talk about? Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. I think we've uh, beaten the the documents horse uh, around enough today. But if you if you have thoughts on that too, give us a call or text us. More after this on WCPT eight twenty. Driving it home with me, Patty Vasquez. The Tom Hartman Radio Program provides all of the intelligence, information, and insight you'll need to win the water cooler wars. Weekdays 11 to 2, right here on WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now. At 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Now on WCPT 820. My husband just texted. He's like, are you planning on taking a a trip down memory lane on the northwest side for the rest of the show? I don't know. Let's see where the conversations take us. There is a lot to talk about. We haven't even talked about the leopard that escaped in Dallas at the zoo. I'm just saying there's a leopard on the loose and they've told people, hey... If you happen to be walking around and you see a cat that's a little bit bigger than a house cat in the trees, give us a call. Yeah, that's happening in Dallas. <laughs> All right. That's good. Hey, Mirna, what's on your mind, my friend? I know there's a lot of stories. What do you want to talk about? The mayor's race? You want to talk about the uh, the cat that's missing in uh, in Dallas? He didn't even know about that, but I just I just found that story. <laughs> Hello? I, I've got you on. Mirna? Mirna, change your mind. Mirna, I, what? I got, I'm going to try again. That? Bazoo. Did I push the wrong button? No, that's phone. That's Myrna. Hey, Myrna. She muted me. She changed her mind. She, did you hear it? I heard that click. Myrna, hit the button again. All right. I'm going to try again. Let me see what Steve's up to. And I'll try again in a second, Myrna. Thanks for calling. Let me. Hey, Steve, what's on your mind? Hey, Patty. I'm actually, it sounds like you need some backup, so I'm ready to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, my about. God. Everyone's calling in to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Well, what's jumping out for you in the news? Because there's a there's just a lot. Or do you want to talk about light stuff? Do you want, are you, is there a movie or TV show that you're binging or a book that you're reading that you are enjoying and would like to recommend to folks? Well, funny you should talk about binging. I'm, um, I'm in the middle of binging the British version of Ghost. Yes. Because I like because I like the American version so much. Okay. Um, you so you watch yeah. the opposite order that I did because I watched the British version first. So yeah. do you? I so how how do you like it in comparison to the American version? Well, it's interesting because I had um, somebody whose opinion I really trust uh, when he first started talking about it was talking about how much better the British version is, and I'm like. It's not enough where I go. Oh, now I hate the American. No, but I, I certainly get the charm, and it's. I'm a big comedic fan and a big British comedic fan, so I recognize that there's kind of a, a bit more of a twist to British sense of humor than to American. Right. And this this sounds so stereotypical, but in some ways, it's a little smarter. Right. And 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 then that's not because we don't have great writers or great actors. I think it's because. American networks tend to dumb things down thinking they have to because they don't trust the audience. Um, But I I enjoy both of them. And it's fun how they have some of the characters are exactly the same and some you're like, oh, instead of um, a caveman, right? 
Yeah, instead of a Canadian man, there's a Viking. Oh, instead of um, the uh, British general from the 40s, you have the American or the British general in the from the 1700s, right. the Revolutionary War, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, interesting that that they that when they took it to America, they stuck with an interracial couple that changed the race of the husband. Right. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really charming show, and the, yeah. most of the actors that are on the British version, they're the creators of the series. They used to be on basically a children's history show, and so they oh, I yes, didn't know that. yes, they created it. And so yeah. the guy who plays the artist, right, the kind of skinny one that's always in yeah. love with all the women, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I can't ruin anything. I don't know if you're all caught up on Lady B shaking her head because I am knee deep in go this ahead. ghost. Have you go caught ahead. up? I, I haven't, but go ahead. Okay, no, 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 I'm not going to ruin it for you because one of those actors okay. it makes an appearance on the American version. So you'll enjoy that. Oh, okay. Yes. And I recognize him from other British shows. Yes. And in fact, um, are you a Call the Midwife fan? I have. I've, I stopped watching it a few years ago, but I re- that's a really good show, too. Yes. Okay, so the, the wife... Um, on the British version yes. was one of the midwives for a while. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant yeah. show, folks. It's a really, both versions are great. I believe the CBS yeah. version is available like on Paramount and the British yeah. version is available on HBO Max. And I think the British version has like three seasons. We're in the second season of Ghosts uh, on American version. I, I absolutely adore that show. I, I'm a big, I'm a big, always, yeah. And as with a lot of British shows, I always tell people, don't be embarrassed about turning on the closed captions. Sometimes there's just something where I'm like, I listen to it three times, and then I go, okay, turn on the closed captions, because I don't know what they just said. Yeah. And, and even then, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a British term. That's why I didn't get it. I still don't understand exactly what it means. Right. Uh, but I get the context. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I love, see, the American version, What we because we watch it in the opposite order, right? And, this, and when, so when you yeah. watch it that way, it's almost like they were over-explaining everything on the American version, and then they finally yeah. veered off on their own. But they also yeah. keep it very body on the American version. Yeah. It's much... Uh, uh, yeah, there's. I, I don't want to say it on the air, even though it's on you know network television. Uh, but the uh, the fact that you've got two rich guys that don't have their pants on also lends itself yeah. to a lot. <laughs> but like they they made one a, um, a finance bro, and the you know, British one was originally Parliament. on MP. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, oh, yeah. I love that you love that show. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. There's a new series uh, coming out with Gina Rodriguez on. Uh, I love ghost stories. I just and, and the fact that they have mined this idea so wonderfully and so charmingly and with a lot of humor, but with a lot of heart, too. Yeah. Uh, and the stories are just endless. It just it simply is because you go all the way back to the Vikings and the Native Americans. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. in the British version, the caveman. Uh, I absolutely I'm in love with that show. And the series with uh, with Gina Rodriguez on uh, ABC is called Not Dead Yet. She's an obituary obituary writer. And uh, it looks as though the first episode has Martin Mull. And she yeah. she sees. Yeah, she sees dead people who aren't dead yet. <laughs> And they're attached to her. I love that. Oh, I didn't realize that they're not dead yet. I mean, they're dead. They they don't know that they're okay. Yeah, okay. I think they don't that, know they're dead. Yeah, or or they have yeah, an unfinished story. I think or something. because they're promoting it really hard. Yeah, I saw they had a commercial for it like three times last night while I was watching TV. Yes, well, you were watching Abbott Elementary. I bet no, was that on last night? Oh my god, I love Abbott Elementary. Yeah, brilliant show. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I went a, back. Another brilliant one. I went back today to watch uh, uh, Lisa Ann Walters' stand-up comedy from the 1990s. Um, and really funny, uh, just, I mean, in the same attitude, she's from Washington, D.C., so basically that same Philadelphia badass girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really good show. The, every actor on that show is brilliant. Yeah. Well, and it took me the first, half of the first season to realize that it was the kid from Everybody Hates Chris. 
I know. I, I well, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, yes, it's, yeah, it's just him in a bigger body. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've been I've been binge watching a lot of stuff while I've been sick this week, and then uh, the other thing I've been watching is, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, on Netflix. There's a series. This is a totally girly thing, but uh, Ginny in Georgia is my is my guilty pleasure on Netflix. It's just a really. I haven't seen that yet, but she was on Celebrity Jeopardy last week, which prompted me to look it up. And yeah, I was like, "Oh, this looks like a really good show." <laughs> you know what? Here's what I love about it is that uh, for the the teenage part of it and the biracial part of it, for me, there's this, you know the whole idea of not being white enough and not being mm-hmm. dark enough for your two you mm-hmm. know parts of yourself. But they they do a really beautiful job of dealing with teenage neuroses and anxiety, depression, uh, a lot of issues that uh, I think that they and, and self harm uh, I thought that they and, and there's a scene where they explain like why people do think like whether they're cutters or they try to hurt themselves or you know do drugs and alcohol just about when things feel out of control you feel like you want to do something yeah you feel the urge to do something and I think they deal with yeah. it really beautifully it's funny you should mention that I grew up in an alcoholic family and I'm forever explaining to people about me and my siblings I'm like we're control freaks because the first 18 years of our lives, we felt like we were completely out of control. Yeah. And that's why we, we overcompensate a little hard. And it makes it really hard for the people in our, in our, in our, you know, like our spouses and our, and you know, our coworkers and things like that. Cause they're always like, let me fix it. Let me fix it. Let me make it perfect. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. You're just, still kind of overcompensating for my childhood. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a trait for sure. Yeah, and Ginny and George is a, a definitely a guilty pleasure. It's a lot of over-the-top stuff, but I mean, like, it's really like a soap opery, teenage-y uh, goofiness, but I just, I love all the characters just so much. I, I just, oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, I, I highly recommend, at least for people. And, and then, you know, and then yell at me and say that was really stupid, Patty, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that, too. I fully never, accept that. <laughs> never, not with you, Miss Patty. That's oh, you're very sweet, Steve. Thank you so much for helping me out, Steve. I, as you can you're tell, uh, it's been a long week, and uh, I just wanted to lighten it up a little bit in this last hour because it's been so I much totally news. Yeah, I appreciate I totally it. Totally get it. Well, let me know if you watched any in Georgia. Let me know what you think. I will. All right. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you so much. Let's uh, take bye-bye. a bye bye. Let's take a break here. I got Diane and Mirna on hold. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight is a number to call and join our conversation. Talk about whatever you want. It's a free for all Friday. Uh, I think that's Jones' segment. What can I uh, freak out Friday? No, I don't want you to freak out. Mm, just a uh, fun Friday. Fun, mm, fun Friday. That's not enough. It doesn't. Oh, oh. Steve, text me what it is. That's <laughs> my husband. All right. More up to this on WCPT eight twenty. We're driving it home till seven. If my voice lasts that long. <laughs> because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT 820. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. Hello, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mirna, you call back. Let's see if we can hear you this time. We, did you mute us on accident? Hey, Mirna. No, you guys hung up on me. Well, actually, um, Lady B and I came to the conclusion that Trump has your line plugged. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He hung up because he knew I was calling to talk about him. Me specifically. What, that's what he, <laughs> what's on your mind, Mirna? <laughs> um, question and a couple of comments. Question regarding the uh, candidate thing you're going to have in yes. February. No, January. It's Jan- January 26th. Mm-hmm. Is when we're going to have that forum. Okay. Yes, we're going to have a mayoral forum on January 26th. What's your question? Um, you're accepting questions. Yes. Are you taking general questions for all of them? 
or can we submit questions? Like, I have one question for all of them, uh-huh. and then I have two that I would like to ask two individuals. Okay. Are you accepting these questions well, also? Well, hey, give them to me, I'll and I will I will pass them along and see what they what they decide to do with them. What's your What's your general question? Well, you know what? The, that one is um, they all make promises about things that they're going to implement. Mm-hmm. Yet none of them say how they're going to fund those projects. So I would like for them, you know, when they're making their campaign promises, that they be specific as to where their funding is going to come from. Instead of just saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I want to know what they're going to do and where is that money going to come from. Okay. All right, and that's one. So how, so, and and, apparent, and and based on whatever, I mean, based on whatever, like, let's say someone says they're, they're going to uh, create a bike grid or they're going to make changes to Lakeshore Drive or they're going to do developments on the West and South, like those kinds of things. You mean that those are the kinds of things you want to know how they're going to fund them? Yeah. Okay. Who's going to pay for that stuff? And is that funding guaranteed already? Are they already working on it? Or okay. are they... Thank you about doing it. Well, let's live, uh, let's let's, let's live here for a minute because uh, I'll tell you this much. I mean, like even you know there was things that have been promised. Even when Chewy ran the first time, do you remember uh, when a question like that would come up? Do you remember what he would say back in that race against Rahm Emanuel? I don't know if you remember this. No. It bugged me. Uh, he would say, I have to see what what the books look like. Uh, so the first day I'm mayor, I'm going to look at the books and see. Where, yeah, that was one of the I, I don't, I'm sure that, I'm sure his, his answer has got to be different this time. And as far as like, you know, I think that I haven't heard anyone talk about where other sources of revenue are going to come from. Um, and I don't I don't know. I mean, like what other what other choices does anybody have except for, you know, the, the pro, it, 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 luring more tourists? and businesses and uh, getting more sales, whether it's hotel rooms and restaurants and entertainment. Uh, you know, they have this casino that they're going to build and, and th- that will bring jobs. Uh, I don't know what other, but anyway, that's just that's just off the top of my head as far as, then again, um, since I've run for office, I'm, I'm just trying to quickly scramble to think of how I would answer those questions myself. Um, but I certainly yeah. wouldn't use the answer. I, I hope that Chewy, I think that Chewy's got a different team in place now. Uh, but what he said the last time was he'd have to see the books. And I was like, ah! Have some, tell us something. And yeah. the, and the yeah. other thing, the other thing about your question is, uh, there were things that that every mayor has promised and not fulfilled. You know, and and I, I wish there was some sort of accountability. Like, I, I don't know, just something where they would go, all right, I was wrong. I, you know, this, it, whatever. But uh, nobody ever uh, holds themselves accountable. You know, like for example, Mayor Lightfoot said that she supported a fully elected school board, and then once she went in office, she fought against it. She wanted to have appointments. And I and I think that there could have been a compromise, but there were people that were in charge of that that debate that she had had massive conflicts with, and and it was never going to be smooth sailing. And so I think that she pushed too hard, they pushed too hard, and and it's a fully elected school board, which I think is a good thing. Um, you know, I don't have twenty one people, but anyway, that's uh, that's some of the fallout from her promises. What's your What's your specific oh, question yeah. for someone? Uh, one is for Paul Dallas. Um, he I'm not sure how many other awards he got into community uh, Facebook pages on. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in my community page. Mine too, he, yeah. He, I don't know if you noticed how he was bashing the teachers' union. Oh, yeah. Uh, when they, Yeah, and it was like, I'm sorry, how did you even get in here? You don't live in this area. How were, mm-hmm. who accepted you? And I want to know what are, what's his stance? What is he gonna t- going to do? 
because a lot of us were not happy. I know I wasn't, and a lot of people in this area were not happy that he was in the group and the way he was bashing the union. A lot of the people in the group were teachers, mm-hmm. so it's, it's the wrong group to bash them. And I want to know, what is he going to do to get on better terms with them? Is he going to have that same stance of just bashing them, or is he going to try to meet them at least halfway? So you want to know how he's going to build that bridge back after uh, really putting a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths? Is he going to? Oh, is he? He is. And how is he doing that? Gotcha. Is he going to build bridges? Gotcha. Or smooth things over. Right. Yeah, and the third one is for Lightfoot. Um, Everyone talks uh, about what they've done, you know, and and (laughs) they, they use that. Okay. She, her thing was she wanted transparency. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it in a lot of situations. And then when we ask her about it, she gets ignorant. You know, she's not even professional about it. She, you know, I saw her at the mayoral forum last Saturday, and she is putting out there the things that she wants you to know that she's accomplished. Uh, today, there was an article that says that some of the projects that she is taking credit for were actually started under Rahm Emanuel. And you'll see that, too, with uh, aldermanic races. I know that in our ward, in the 45th Ward, there were projects that were started uh, under other uh, leadership uh, that that Alderman Gardner is taking responsibility for. Uh, and it's it, 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 it's... It's just one of those things that that seems to be the nature of the beast, but but she is uh, touting a lot of stuff, in it. and so I, I think I have to figure out something specific as far as that goes that she had that she's laying claim to because um, I don't think she, I, I think she's being very specific about what she she feels she has accomplished. Yeah, and that, that's my point is that when you ask her something and she does it, this, I've noticed she does it a lot. This is done generally by politicians, but she does it even more. Mm-hmm. Is that when they they can give you a specific positive answer, they will tout what accomplishments, not necessarily not necessarily theirs, but that were done in the past. Right. And I want to know when is she going to just start answering questions directly without touting and you know trying to make us forget what the question was. It was a specific, straight to the point answer on what her accomplishments are. What is she going to do? Without, like I said, bringing up the past, we don't. We already know what she did and what she didn't do. We just want straightforward answers from her. Okay. And why can't we get them from her? Gotcha. And that's the thing. I think I, I, I would assume I want- she will argue that she does, um, but that's just my that's yeah. just my guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she may do a lot of swearing when she does that answering, but that's not the kind of answers we want to hear. I thought her. all I will tell you something. I thought all the candidates did a great job uh, last Saturday with uh, laying out their plans for the city of Chicago. It's available. It's Access Living, and uh, if you go to Access Living's Facebook page, I think you can see the entire format. Uh, because while it was a disability forum, they uh, they also went into their values and their plans and and what they uh, what they had in mind. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We yeah. have to look at that. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. Oh, first of all, how's your family doing? Is everyone getting better? Or uh, Declan, Declan's out of the woods. Uh, I think Steve and I, I, I just, you know, I think because I've taken so many meds in the last couple of days, I could not sleep at all last night. I, was, I, I got a headache, I think, from too much medicine, you know, because I kept trying to make sure that I wasn't like a drippy, sneezy, coughing mess yesterday on the air. 
And uh, and then I couldn't. I, my heart was racing like all night. I couldn't sleep. So, to, and I had to work all day. So it was a bit of a. I'm I'm, I'm okay. I feel I feel all right now. But uh, yeah, it was it was a it was definitely a, a, a slog today. So I'm uh, I'm gonna get a lot of rest this weekend. I promise. I'm not doing a single thing but binge watching whatever my family will let me watch. Okay, well, add some lime juice to whatever you're yep. drinking. Honey, drink I, I put honey. The only thing about lime or teas is that it strips my throat when you use stuff like that. Oh. So, yeah, depending on what you have. But what I do is I take a lot of hot showers with uh, with the Vicks. Oh, you know I got my Vapu Rub on. You know I got my all kinds of Vapu Rub all over me. <laughs> Ask Lady B. I stink like Vapu Rub. Been wearing scarves all over inside my house and everything. So. <laughs> That's me too. <laughs> Yep. But uh, in closing, on my feet and everything, say, huh? <laughs> I just in closing, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to WCPT for having you guys on. You, Joan, Lady B, too. Thank you to Lady B for the kick-ass job that she does. Yes, uh, Lady B. Yeah, no one gives her enough credit. She she deserves more. And thank you to your sponsors. Uh, you know, we hear the commercials and stuff, but. We, I, I haven't heard anybody saying an actual thank you to all of them for helping to extend your hours. Oh, thank and you. One suggestion: uh, uh, maybe get the owner of the Pickwick uh, into the studio to find out what's going to go, uh, you know, what's going on with that, what's going to happen. I will. Maybe I, like some. As soon as I find out, I will definitely you know. Thank you. Yeah. Well, someone suggested that it could be like a music venue, also. Yeah. It could be a comedy venue. And you might end up being a headliner there with a group of other females. Well, if, if it's a live performance, I will uh, definitely look into that, I promise. But although I, I do the uh, displays theater right now, and I, I want to make sure that I protect uh, the, the, you know, the sort of audiences that we're building there, too. But I will not, I would not, I would not rule it out. I promise. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. And, thank you. Thank uh, you. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Myrna. Much better. I appreciate it. Take care. Have a good week. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Let me take a break here, and we've got a bunch of calls. I do want to do one thing before I go to the break. And by the way, I got I got to kick off whiskey and a cookie. So if you guys uh, watch whiskey and a cookie, Adam Selzer will be on in a second on uh, the Patty Vasquez show page. Esmeralda is going to join him. I'll be on at seven for just a little bit because I got to go home and lie down. But uh, I do want to update everybody on the uh, leopard at the Dallas Zoo. Seven hours ago, the Dallas Zoo tweeted out that they were closed. For the day, because hold on, let me read you. I just want to read you the timeline here. Uh, the, the one second. Uh, let me get back to the uh, Dallas PD's on site. <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, they seven hours ago they reported that they had a leopard that was missing, uh, a twenty five pound leopard. Uh, it usually is in the uh, dense forest habitat, and uh, they were asking folks that if you see the leopard outside the grounds of the zoo, what? Uh, please take a photo to set some minds at ease. If she has made her way off grounds, this animal isn't a great great risk for pe- pets. Isn't a greater risk for pets than animals native to North Texas that roam our neighborhoods. But if you feel more comfortable bringing pets inside. Please do. Uh, Till further notice, the zoo is closed due to a serious situation. Dallas PD is on site assisting with the search efforts. Um, 
and they were trying to recover it. Anyway, so long story. Well, I've already made it long, but they are, we are thrilled to report we located clouded leopard Nova on grounds at the zoo this afternoon at approximately 440. She was located near the very original habitat and teams were able to safely secure her before 515. So just want to let you know that Nova is safe. Not that you were worried, but I was. I was. That, that grabbed my attention. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll take your calls. We've got Dave and Diane on hold. Uh, let's find out what's on their minds. WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Sorry about that. I was uh, just kicking off the other show that I did at the same time. It's too many things, too many balls in the air. Vapur uh, Rub. Uh, it's pronounced vapor rub. No, 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 Steve. Oh, I see. You're, my husband doesn't know. Lady B, it's va- what? How do you guys say vapor rub? Vapor rub. Yep. That's. I don't know what that is about the Latinos, but my mom used to just slather it on. I'd just be like this, just coated, like a seal, like just grease all over me. Um, and Steve's been laughing because Declan also has a cold, so I've been putting it on the bottom of his feet and then putting his socks on. See, I'm just saying this is what we do. I mean, yes, right under my nose, right for the menthol, and then on my neck. Steve's like, why are you putting it there? I put it everywhere. And then I used to. I, I should be over a bot. A, bowl of hot water and with a towel and the vapor rub. Although one time I, did, I should try the garlic. I think I'm close to the end. But uh, the problem I'm having today is I'm kind of, I get out of breath. I'm wheezing a little bit and that's that's where I get in the trouble. Let's see. Who's been on hold the longest? It would be Diane. Diane, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for calling. Hi, Patty. Um, I'm going to try and make this short and sweet. Um, you know the gas stoves and how the right wing nuts are going nuts over the stupid thing that they made up well it's not exactly made up what it really comes down to now i'm going to cite my sources uh stephanie miller show and tom hartman now steph lives in um california you know who knows where but she lives in california la just put in a new law in just this is just for la any new home that is built no gas mm-hmm all electric because they want to move forward to the 22nd century, not be stuck in 1890, you know, you know, no more gas. So uh, the right wing nuts have turned this around where they're coming for your gas stove. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. No. uh, Now it's uh, God guns and gas stove. Yeah. I mean, how ridiculous is this? So I just wanted to let your listeners know, and you know where I'm getting my sources from, that there are any new home, and this is just for L.A. Right. Okay, this isn't for all of California. This is just for L.A. Any new home that's going to be built, no gas whatsoever. They want to go all electric so that they're moving into the future. Right. And then Tom Hartman, there was a caller on Tom Hartman. That uh, it was a man. Him and his wife remodeled their whole home, got rid of all gas. She has really, really bad asthma. They got rid of the gas heater. They got rid of the uh, the gas stove. They went all electric, moving into the 22nd century. Her asthma stopped. Really? She hasn't had a see she, because of the gas particulate in the stoves. Right. And um, even. Yeah. Um, um, who else was saying it? Uh, Rick Smith. 
was uh, talking about it, too. I listen to CPT all the time. Um, Rick Smith was talking about it, too, that every time his wife would cook, all right, his eyes would water because of the gas stove. And it would bother. That makes sense. It would bother his. Yeah. All right. So um, the, the gas has particulate matter in it. And they actually put that odor in the gas because natural gas in itself has no odor and nobody can smell it. Right. And it's the odor that causes uh, all the problems. That they and, add the additive in order for people to know that there might be a leak or to know that the pilot is right. on. Yep. That right. So um, just to let your listeners know where all of this is coming from. And like I said, I cite my sources. I don't go off rambling. You know, it's important to cite the sources. And the sources have to be credible, otherwise I won't cite them. So these are credible sources of where it's all coming from. I appreciate so it, Diane. Your listeners, yeah, that's great. Just to let your listeners know, so this, this is coming from just L.A. only. Now, if we could all be as progressive as L.A. and move forward and get rid of these right-wing nuts, that would be great, wouldn't it? Uh, it, it would be. Well, and that's the thing is you know that they're just coming out of nowhere. It's, it's not a big deal at all. No, well, they like to make mountains out of molehills. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Well, thank you so much for calling, Diane. I appreciate that. And I and I didn't I, I didn't even think of that that it's the additive that could be causing a lot of problems for people, the particulates. That's awesome. That's good to know. See, the more informed we are, the better off we are. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. And thank you for your show. I really enjoy it. Oh, and your thank giggles, you. You're huh? a- you're a giggle girl. I am a giggle girl. <laughs> I can't as much today because it makes me lose my breath, but I appreciate that. Have a wonderful weekend, Diane. Great to hear from you. You too. Thanks. You too. And I'll be calling again in the future. Excellent. At some point. Love to hear from you. We look forward to it. Take care. Thanks. Hey, Lady B, I didn't have the mic on when I started Whiskey and a Cookie, did I? I don't think I did. Wendy was just texting to make sure I, I mute uh, Whiskey and a Cookie. I think I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just on the computer in the background. It's, it's poor Adam's by himself. And uh, hopefully Esmeralda will join him soon. Oh, I got to turn it over to, to Adam so that he can let her in. Hold on one second. Hold on. Let me do this. Make him the host. Hold on. Let that make. Change host. There we go. <laughs> so everybody. I'm, this is what happens when I try to run two shows at once. Let's get uh, Dave from Hoffman Estates. What's on your mind, Dave? Hey, Patty. You were talking earlier about juggling balls or something. Are you like, uh, like uh, Lindsey Graham when he talked about uh, racking those balls all night? Oh dear, no, I don't. I don't know that story. Yikes! Oh yeah, they used to keep playing that <laughs> a little clip about him with with pool in a pool hall or something. But they they had a little clip where he talked about racking them balls. All night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just realized. Hold on one second. I just realized for those who are listening to both whiskey and a cookie, uh, some people are texting in because I was I did not take all take care of all the text aspect for whiskey and a cookie. I didn't mute it, and I didn't make Adam a host. I'm sorry. There's all kinds of chaos going on. Over here. Oh, you had a hot mic, huh? It's there. I thought it was this mic. I'm like, oh my gosh. I think I was swearing during the break. Uh, now I understand. Now I understand the confusion. Mute me on that show, but talk on this show. See, I, it's too many meds. The Nyquil. I shouldn't have taken Nyquil right before. I didn't. I took uh, Mucinix. Dave, do you ever take? Do you ever take cold meds when you get sick? Do I? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I do not recommend. Uh, and by the way, I, I use Mucinex when, to break it all the, the stuff, all the gunky stuff. But uh, they have one called Cold Blast that is just the most vile. I don't. I mean, like, what's the point of making something like this? This menthol, minty, Arctic. It's just. It's the worst taste. It doesn't. It. It's anyway. It. it, it it's awful. Oh well, we used to do. A lot of times we'd go to the in the sauna, take a good hot sauna. That'd uh, burn out to help get rid of the cold, the good hot steam. So, yeah. But the uh, previous caller, I was just thinking they mentioned about the the heat, you know, going to electric heat. That have they mentioned on how much higher did their electric bills go? Oh, I have no idea. And I seem to recall earlier this year, didn't they have an issue with? California with these people, they couldn't even charge their electric cars only a certain grid because they were having trouble. Draining, yeah, that they were draining too much on the power station. Mm. And one of them in some state anyway. I, I, I figure California because. But uh, anyway, what I was going to talk about was um, on um, Diane Feinstein. Yes. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Katie Porter announcing she's going to run for Senate? Go for it, girl. This is what I'm saying. I mean, you know, why is up yeah. these other two from California kind of like trying to throw her under the bus, and then they, um, no, go for it. I, mean, I this idea of like waiting your turn. I this is exactly what I was told when I, I decided to run for office. Is like wait your wait my turn. This isn't if you think you are the right person for the job, then go for it. If you think the time yeah. is right, go for it. D- get it done. Yeah. I mean, like what? Wait That's, for what? That go for your your wait your turn. That isn't that an old Republican thing? Like when they used to run for president, and yeah. they had their roulette wheel. That okay, it's my turn now. Right. Yeah. I mean, right, so. if you why why bother running for office if you don't think you're the right person? I'm the right person for the job if the timing is right. No, if you think you are the right person and you can do the best job. And look, maybe they're worried that she's going to be, you know, sending out negative things or whatever. But I mean, it's already out there that she's 89 years old. She's done an incredible job. I'm not saying she should resign if she thinks that she's if Diane if she thinks that she's still the right person for the job. Then put it out there. Let's let's see what happens. You know, have the conversation. Conversations. What what are your plans? And and you know let let the people decide. But it's been a while now. They've been very very concerned with her cognitive abilities, and so if they can't get her to resign or retire, then the next thing is the expulsion. Oof! See, we got to get two thirds of you know of our people to run her out, and um, and then like just reading the you know like they say either resignation, death, or and the term, but um, the, um, the other thing in the thing they were saying another urgency and the concerns. He says if the Democrats retain the control of the Senate next year, Feinstein will succeed retiring Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy as the Senate's president pro tem, putting her third in line for the presidency. So, and I mean if. It's kind of scary because we, we kind of went through that one time with Rip Van Reagan, remember? Yep. And, you know, they didn't want to say he had Alzheimer's or whatever back then. When when Mr. Jellybean was sleeping in the office and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, they knew pretty early on that there was a, that there was a concern with, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I guess even in 
some of those uh, confirmation hearings that, that Diane Feinstein had would um, ask the same question or something a couple of times over and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, it's a concern. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they should have age limits. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, they got it on pilots, you know, 65 and that, where is it written that the, these politicians and stuff like that then should be, you know, till what would be, what would whatever. be, I mean, but what would be your age limit? I mean, like, I don't know. I was 70. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, then Biden's done. You mean for anybody? Well, I would think he's grandfather, pardon the phrase. No, but I'm saying, you know, look, we're living longer. Uh, If people take care of themselves, I mean, everybody's different, right? There are people that look, you know, it's different. It's apples to oranges. But, you know, someone like Betty White, who was vibrant and, and cognitive, and if she was somebody who had a legal mind or was involved in politics, I mean, everybody's different. Um, so I, I have a hard time with that. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, it's completely different. But saying somebody over 70, I don't know. I mean, there are plenty of people like, into their 70s and 80s who are, still have brilliant minds and have wisdom. I, I, I don't know. I'm hesitant to say that we should say, like, who's going to decide that number? You know what I mean? I don't know. But it's, you know, like I said, pilots, I mean... They don't handle yeah. the whole country. Well, that's reflexes. You know, I mean, that's reflexes. That's vision. That's right. you know. But you have a cognitive mind to do it, right? But your mind is. Some people are able to express and and function and cognitively uh, for a long, long time, and uh, so it's a little bit different. I think. Uh, I don't know. You're running the whole country. There, no one wrong. That's fair. Kiss somebody off is wrong. <laughs> but, but that. Uh, well, what was it? Didn't the, the right don't they like to call Biden dementia Joe? But now suddenly, with these uh, documents, now he's a uh, Karnak. He's supposed to know everything <laughs> was in it. But uh, I, I don't know. I I think seventy myself. All right, I'm, I don't you agree. With, like Tom I disagree. We live in on a gurney with the string tied around his. Uh, wrist. There are plenty of people that are seventy-five, seventy-eight. I just I don't I don't I don't I'm not I'm not Lady B and I are not buying that. You're not buying 70 as the age limit. But neither you nor I are going to make that decision, and I don't see anybody else. They're not doing term limits for – they're not doing age limits for the Supreme Court. They're not doing age limits – and they're not going to put limits on themselves. You will never see – I know that there are some legislatures across the country that have put term limits on, but you'll never – I don't think you'll ever see anyone put an age limit on how long you can serve in office. And and they will tell you that constituents can make make that decision. Well, in a sense, they do with the president. You only got two terms. Right. Well, sure. That was built in from the beginning, so you wouldn't have a monarchy. No more than... Actually, it wasn't from the beginning, because it was after Roosevelt. I apologize. I'm sorry. I I misspoke. Let me get off. I mean, if you've got to let him get through, so... All right. I don't, I don't want to keep blathering on, and that's. Uh, have a good have night. A good weekend. Have a good night, yeah. Dave. All right, I just, I just disagree with you. That's why we went a little bit longer. Take care, Dave. Uh, let me take a break here. When we come back, we'll take another call, and uh, we'll wrap it up here for driving it home. And then we'll, I'll be on a whiskey and a cookie. Glad that I remembered to uh, to mute them because they were listening to this conversation while Adam was trying to talk. More after this on W's. I'm fine. Totally fine. Just got uh, ten more minutes. More after this. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. 
Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. We are winding it down in the last few minutes of driving it home. And uh, let's get to Roosevelt. Hey, Roosevelt, what's on your mind, my friend? Oh, no, I can't hear Roosevelt. Oh, here we go. Hey, Roosevelt, I didn't catch it. What was that? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you for taking my call. And listen, uh, uh, you're taking different subjects, and you were asking about questions to the candidate. Yes. I don't know how you feel about this, but I just, I, and I would like your opinion because okay. mm-hmm. I'm curious. Okay, do you remember when Trump? I, like a, I know it sounds like I don't make a long story here, but you remember when Trump first ran and he was paying actors and actresses fifty dollars a head to show up because nobody would show up at his. Uh, Mini rallies. Remember when he first started? Yes. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Okay. Do you remember how much he was paying him? Well, how much was he paying him? Uh, I believe it was fifty dollars a head. That sounds familiar, but I, I can't. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. And do you know why it sounds familiar? Why? Because one of our candidates does that. Is he paying Willie people to Wilson. be there, or is he, are you talking about the gas cards that Willie Wilson's giving to? Uh, to, to Not, yeah, gas cards. But do you remember he was in a church and he was handing out? Oh, that's $50? right. So here's the thing: what is the difference between what Donald Trump did and what Willie Wilson does? Here, uh, that's uh, well, yeah. It's there's nothing different. There's nothing different about it. And the other thing is, I, I'm so tired of people saying that a good businessman can be leaders of big cities. Yeah, yeah. I'm so tired of it. Okay, but, I mean, your personal wealth and how accumulated your wealth is totally different yep. than, than the way you run a country, a city, uh-huh. a state. state. Yep. It's, okay. We're not supposed to. A government doesn't run at a profit. A government runs to keep people safe, exactly. educate, keep and, the, yeah, and, for the, well, for the and, welfare and of its one of the citizens. Pro- mm-hmm. And that's, another, that's one, one of the problems I have with Willie Wilson. Another problem I have with him is that he voted for Trump. So my curiosity, my question to him is what made him vote for Trump? What is the one thing or right. a few things mm-hmm. that, that, that made him vote for Trump? Another thing that I noticed about him, and I'm sorry to be piling up on Willie Wilson, but I just consider this my opinion, Roosevelt's opinion. These are candidates that make mistakes, and he's making big mistakes. And his, his religion. He's very religious, and I believe he's a pastor or priest. I don't know what he is, but he used to have a show, I, I believe, on TV. I'm not sure if he did or if he didn't. Or I could be getting uh-huh. okay. with him. Go ahead. But anyway, is it, how much of a decision would he would 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 his religion or his his his, his belief in, in in his God or the way he he believes in his God right. would be c- considered in the decisions that he makes? 
versus law. In other words, you see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, this is this is true of a lot of uh, evangelicals or the you know a lot of folks that uh, espouse very strongly and feel that they have to impose it on people. I I am hesitant to yeah people who I I haven't heard him say much, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, but 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 here's the thing. Another thing is he never mentions. Then he's a Democrat. Is he a Democrat? Is he independent? Is he I don't know. He seems to appeal to a lot of conservatives. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that, and that's <laughs> and in particular the guys they used to call you, Patty Vasquez, the knucklehead. So as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, that's four strikes and he's out. As far as I'm concerned. But back to the money aspect. I've got. To, let's that's wrap it up because awesome. I, I got to get one more phone call because I've I've got Rich on hold too. Go ahead. But but give me your opinion on the money aspect of of, of him. Because what if all the candidates did that? What gave out money to people? Yeah, I, I I've never yeah. liked that. I don't I don't I don't know. It just feels icky to me. It just does. I'm sorry, yeah. Willie. It's just a doctor, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you very I, much. I hear you. Thanks. Thanks, Roosevelt. Have a great weekend, Rich. I wanted to make sure I got you in there. Calling from Berwyn. What's on your mind? Um, I just bought some Bernie Brew for the weekend. <laughs> hey, thank you. Did you try it? Not yet. I'm still driving. Okay, good. Yeah, get get to where you're going first. What, what's your plan for tonight? Besides having some Bernie brew. Relax with my cold. Nice. It's not as bad as yours. I know. This thing is going around. A lot of folks are str- struggling with it. I don't know if the beer is going to help you, my friend, but you do you. Well... I want to help Wisconsin more than I want the beer. <laughs> I don't blame you. They've got a big race coming up. They've got a Supreme Court race. Do you have friends in Wisconsin? No, I kind of grew up in the summer there, and it bothers me that there's no union jobs almost left in that town. I mean, they, there's it, no... really, it really hurts. Yeah, it's a shame. I think you're going to like the Bernie Brew. It's one of my favorites. I also like the, the Choice Seltzer, but that's me. I like the Bernie Brew and the Kamala Stout, but you picked, you picked a good one. Enjoy that. Take care. All right. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Uh, I want to thank everybody. I, it's been a, a, a great week of conversations. I want to thank all of our sponsors, of course, Kids Above All, uh, our good friend, Senator Dan Katowski, who's now the CEO and Executive Director of Kids Above All, was one of the champions that helped pass this legislation earlier in the week to restrict the access to military-style rifles uh, and high-capacity magazines. Uh, folks, and we didn't have a chance to talk about it too much today, but we'll talk to to some folks next week about what this really means and the sheriffs across the state that are saying they're not going to enforce these laws, uh, which is just that they think that they they don't think, and I'm reading this article about how they don't think that the federal or state laws uh, apply to, you know, that they're above it. I also want to thank our friend Warren Price from European U.S. Car Service. Go to European U.S. Dot, EuropeanUS.com and uh, find out all the great work that they do. If you're in a bind, that's the guy you want that you want to call. His number is 773-248-1200. If you ever have a fender bender, call him first. He'll help you out. And uh, we also want to thank, of course, as Rich was saying, Monaco Brewing, Progressive Brew. Go to Patty Vasquez's show page, where right now you can watch Whiskey and a Cookie. I'm going to jump on there in a minute and also find out where you can pick up Progressive Brew all over the Chicagoland area. Thank you, Lady B. I'm going to go and do this and then go home and rest. Bye, everyone. Good night. Thank you.